0: Hello, my name is Nicole moreno Deinzer and welcome to Epifiana Presents Relate and Elevate. It's a podcast where Latinx and Latina entrepreneurs share their stories. We here at Epifiana believe there is no right way to be Latinx or Latina. So immerse yourself in our culture, and thank you. Hello everyone, Nicole here today, so I know you're going to hear background noise, the vibe right now is very LA, we're sitting outside in the sun, so forgive us for the background noise, but you know we're going to keep it a little old school, right? There's a truck, people are moving, whatever. But I'm here today because I actually want to introduce you all to our new podcast host. I know we've been thinking a lot of directions with this podcast, but like, roll with it. So here she is, introduce yourself. Hello, hello.
1: My name is Idais. I am a twenty-six-year-old entrepreneur slash marketer, based actually in Chicago. So I love coming out here to LA. Nice er weather for sure <laughs> than Chicago. Um, happy to be an addition to the voice on the podcast. I am an avid podcast listener, so it is very interesting to be on the other side of the mic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, we're so excited that you are here. So actually, before we dive into what you're going to do for the podcast, um, do you want to dive into a little bit of like your business? And then we could also go into how we met because this is the second time we are meeting in person, y'all. So um, it just shows the power of like online networking, right? So talk a little bit about your business because her Instagram is very inspirational, not just your personal one, but your but your business one as well. So Yeah. Talk about that.
1: Alrighty. Um, so I feel like backtracking a little bit. I've always been an entrepreneur for some weird reason. Honestly, it's a little bit part of my dad having his own business. He, I grew up always seeing him kind of do, different types of jobs and different types of businesses but his main thing was selling gold um, like gold chains gold earrings and all of that stuff so then I saw the entrepreneur side at a very young age and then my mom's side very creative um, always knitting trying to do things DIY style um, so then when I knew I needed some money growing up I would sell like candy out of my locker cookies in the morning teachers even bought yeah. for me but I was a good student so no one ever like snitched on me in, in a mm-hmm. sense and like I said the teachers would even buy from me um so I knew that was my little side hustle of like making my own little change here and there and then I really got into baking so then I would sell uh cakes to um like my uncles co-workers and stuff like that um so then when I started up Sin Título in 2020 alongside my sisters it didn't come as a surprise for anyone um but definitely t-shirts like I didn't have too much um experience in like the apparel side but I do remember like I would make my own shirts like DIY with like spray paint but um so I started up in 2020 with my sisters during the pandemic and I knew I wanted to really elevate my voice, but it felt like a repeated thing, always having to, like, advocate for, like, social justice, cultural um, representation. So I really wanted the shirts to be an unapologetic way to let my voice stand on its own without speaking. So really let the shirts do the talking at grocery stores, especially with the face mask. Like, it was really difficult to, like want to be like okay and especially during like everything with George Floyd and a lot of protests going on and a lot of protests especially in Chicago were going on I was like okay what's a way that on an everyday basis like I can say I stand for x y and z things so the shirts really were a way to elevate my perspective on life and really make a stance society in terms of society of like saying okay this is what I stand for so alongside my sister's they ironically also wanted to do something similar so then we came together our first shirt took two hours to make and it was a process it was a process of like not really knowing what to do didn't even have a website was very much dm to purchase like on instagram low budget um that was one of the things that my dad kind of instilled was like grow slowly and don't take on too much really like build up the brand uh rather than do like okay i need an office space i need this this and this and that's like one of the tips i always give as an entrepreneur it was like go at your own pace you don't have to do the full 100 miles Mm -hmm. to do everything right and then we implemented event planning um so we would do, like, build your own T-shirts, networking events, because I really wanted a shirt sale to be more than a shirt sale. Like, I really wanted to have a connection with our consumers. So having that really helped us, A, form conversations with them, because it would be in person, Um, especially after the pandemic. Like, I just craved for people to be in community and – um. And then as of recently, we, we implemented mental health. So mental health was something that I didn't, like, if you would ask me in 2020, Irais, like, do you consider implementing layering in mental health? And I would have been like, no, like, I don't, I'm not in therapy. Like, I wouldn't want to advocate for something that I'm not a part of or something that I feel like I don't have an education in quote-unquote but then I was asked to be on a panel for mental health and I only said yes just because I was like sure why not like I had time I was free that day why not let's do it and I felt so liberated after speaking Uh, the topic was self-love so liberated so connected with the strangers in the audience like I could tell even though I wasn't talking to the audience I could tell like by the nods and just like the silent the power of silence in the audience as I was Opening up about my parents, how I grew up, um, even like my name, like identity crisis. I, I felt a sense of like community within that. So I wanted to, to implement and have that feeling again and do that in my brand. So our we started that up last Cinco de Mayo, so 2022. And we've been trying to do at least once a month or every other month of different topics revolved around mental health so that's kind of the gist shirts <laughs> events mental health we also have um travel blog but yeah it's it's a lot of different like little arms that Cynthia little has but uh, i'm glad that it all comes together and it really has formed like a nice little community cuz what a business is at the end of the day it it's an extension of yourself if if you want it to be um, that's how I take Sintitro, but I feel like it's an extension of who I am in a business format. Um, but then I think of entrepreneurship for like other individuals and they have brands and businesses that don't really tie into their identity, but that's why for me, entrepreneurship means it's, it's an extension of myself in a business format.
0: So we sort of touched a little bit of, or- on this with your business and what it means to you and your cultural identity. And because this podcast, since the beginning of this podcast, we talked a lot about cultural identity and how that intersects with your business. How would you say your cultural identity affected your business? Just and how it maybe helped grow your business. Um
1: going back to Sintitolo be an extension of myself. It is so amazing to see when people see me, I don't even have to be wearing a Sintitolo shirt and people come up to me, they're like, hey, like you're from Sintitolo, right? And I was like, yeah, like, how'd you know? They're like, oh, like we just know. And even with our shirts, um, we don't have branding per se sometimes, like it doesn't say Sintitolo shop, but people like, if you know, you know, type thing in Chicago, mm-hmm. which is like very powerful that People can identify the cultural aspect in my identity as well in the brand. Um, so culturally, it, it shows up all the time in every sort of way. Even like how I post, my my Spanglish can come out. My how I grew up, the language that I use, the vernacular. So it shows up in every sort of way in our post. Um. Because I've seen people, and I think I do filter myself a little bit when I'm on, like, the business platform. And, like, even when I write blogs, like, I still always wanted to be my identity. And with my identity comes my culture and, and how I grew up. So then, for me, when I think of Sinti at times in terms of, like, culture, I always think about my parents. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's like, the root of culture, it wherever that comes from whoever taught you about your culture so I was just I always go back to my parents and the relationship I have with them or the things that they've instilled in me um but yeah like honestly like
0: culturally it's seen Mm 24-7 you want to dive into a little bit of those things that your parents taught you because you mentioned like the good right and I always focus (sighs) on. I
1: think this popped in my head because I'm literally staring at it, but we have a set up a flag. And recently it blew up on TikTok of like some people like, they're like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. But then on the other side, they're like, you're, um, it's quote unquote messing up the flag. It's like alternating, modifying. Mm-hmm. And then some people were like, in the comments were like, I don't know what your parents taught you, but my parents taught us to respect the flag. And I was like, and then I thought about it and I was like, wait, one, my mom makes the flag. So she's very much aware of like what we're doing to the flag. But then um the one of the the traits that my my mom especially has really instilled in me is just having like the the liberty to speak my mind and mm-hmm. to especially when you have reasoning like i'm not just gonna destroy a flag just to destroy a flag like i have reasoning it's a blended um union of, of two of my identities which is one being a u.s citizen which i think is very important to talk about like the privilege aspect of that mm-hmm. um because it, it's tough sometimes to be like yes i'm a united states citizen and especially when i have my password sometimes like i feel like this urge of like I have the liberty to to travel and, and do all these things that I grew up in an undocumented household. Mm-hmm. So then I need to acknowledge the privilege aspect that I have growing up in the United States. But then also like, I cannot ignore the fact that I don't look like your typical U S citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that I am proud to be Mexican. So I feel like having this flag, And then also having my mom actually make it, like hand make it, um, ties into one, like I said, like my mom really instilling, like your voice is powerful, use it, but then also like use your hands and like use visual representations of like how you want to exemplify your voice. And then three, my mom is always a big advocate of like, don't ever forget that you have a mom. (laughs) <laughs> so i'm so glad that i am able to bring my mom alongside with the brand because that's one of the things she'll always remind me is like don't forget that you have a mother mm-hmm. and uh, she'll tell me so many things she if i'm like traveling she's like she'll text me she'll be like so did you forget about me I'll be like mom no so i'm glad with the business that we're able to she's along the journey and she's alongside with us um for the good and the bad mm-hmm. for sure so those are three of the things that my mom taught me. My dad, way different story. My mom's very lovey-dovey. My dad's strict, harsh. He's also a a jokester, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, But above all, a businessman as well. Um, With him, it's so hard to please that man. So sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like I'm tough on myself. And it's good to be tough on yourself, but it's also – important to be kind to yourself Mm -hmm. so when i mentioned earlier about the power of no and like the power of like taking the good out of a bad situation the fact that my dad is so like stern Mm -hmm. and so hard on us especially um it has created of like um a mindset of like be proud of like the little victories because mm-hmm. my dad is so much like, you got to go, you got to go big or go home. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know what? It's okay to like look at the small victories and and see that. So I think my dad has really instilled a lot of things of, like, yes, your perspective is valid, but then also like, I see the other side and I should also be happy about X, Y, and Z aspect. Mm-hmm. So my dad has been more of a lesson has taught me lessons that he doesn't necessarily mean to yeah. be giving me a lesson on. Yeah. Um, but he, he's helped me in, in a weird way, like of like how to run a business. Mm-hmm. He's very much a relationship type of person with his business. Like he is friends with his clients. He sits down. If he's like, um, he does um payment plans for his clients. So then when he goes and like collects payment, he'll sit down, he'll have lunch with the family, which is so amazing. That that's one of the things I really cherish about like growing up in a Mexican um <clears throat> household is like how you're welcomed as a guest. Mm-hmm. Um so the relationship aspect of your consumers. And how important that is, even if they don't buy anything, like, I think it's important to build those relationships. And that's something that I always saw with my dad is that he's always been good at building relationships, building genuine
0: relationships. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that because I think it's, I loved that whole answer because I think sometimes parents, they may not be, be like, this is the lesson, but you are observing what they're doing and you're taking that in. And you are figuring out it for yourself, how it applies to your life. And I'm always fascinated. Sino, I'm always fascinated because I have like siblings of how like that same lesson sort of affects the kids differently, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, what is that? Like we all like we all see the same thing, but it's like process completely differently. Um, yeah, and I'm sorry that you got slack for <laughs> for the flag. It was it was good
1: publicity.
0: Yeah yeah it is that's it's a way to look at the positive but i'm like but it's just really pretty i don't know some and the whole um i would love for you to have like a conversation uh, eventually of the power and the privilege it comes of being a u.s citizen i don't feel like a lot of people even if you are not a person of color there you need to acknowledge the fact that you are a citizen and there's so many things that it just breaks my heart that we keep making it so much harder for undocumented people to because it's not like they want to be undocumented, right? Um, but it's we just make it so much harder in this country, and it just frustrates me to no end. I'm like, it hurt. It literally no one wins, really. Yeah. So, um. Okay, off my little soapbox. Sorry. Yeah. Um, as the new host right so I know this sort of came about like really quickly so we met like what a few weeks ago two three three weeks ago there we go and then I uh, messaged her and I was like oh well actually because we were talking about the podcast and I was are you interested because now we need a new podcast host because things are changing on the team and so thank you so much for being like yeah let's talk about it and I'm like perfect um because it came by really quickly, and so I really appreciate that. But as a new podcast host, are there some new directions you want to take it? What excites you about it? You know, what What can listeners expect as you as the new podcast host?
1: I would like to say that <laughs> with having uh, my voice be amplified, one, and I think it's very important, Having like a epif- like self epiphanies mm-hmm. and like really understanding your feelings. So when you were talking about um, citizenship and how that the, the privilege aspect of that, for a while I don't really understand how. Sometimes I don't fully understand like my identity in in an asp- in a in a way. So then with the flag and how that came about, I had a self-epiphany as all of these people on TikTok are like, what does the flag mean to you? And Mm. what made you think it was okay to do this? And X, Y, and Z. And I feel like, especially like growing up first generation and having the ability to travel, all of these different thoughts and how I like how I am in certain scenarios, in certain positions, I'm like, why do I feel this way? How come when I travel in a Latin American country, how do I feel like it's home away from home? Mm-hmm. But then also like, how do you genuinely travel? How do you, so I have all of these thoughts in my head. So having the ability and the platform to one, have some of those self-realization, um, perspectives is helping me grow as an individual and really trying to articulate my feelings. And and that's difficult for me because I grew up not really talking about my feelings or being like, okay, you're angry about this. However, why are you angry? And I can give an example of like when I travel and I see a lot of what people like to call themselves expats, Ex. (laughs) I'm like, you're <laughs> yes. a migrant. You're an immigrant. What are we talking about? And then I'm like, why am I so heated when I see so many um Caucasian individuals living in Mexico City?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, how do I articulate that anger? And but then anger in a way is like masked by fear. It's like mm-hmm. I I see the long-term effects that this could have on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. locals Um, so then having these conversations and then I think this is also going to plant seeds in like listeners voices so I'm really grateful that I'm able to one voice my opinions freely but then also have these epiphanies like I said of like I feel some sort of way about expat because literally it's the same definition as an immigrant mm-hmm. and I want people to like hear that perspective because it took a long time for me to even realize that and then that's going to get them thinking in x y and z format um so on instagram on my personal instagram i like to go on rants a lot and you might pick that up by the way that i'm talking (laughs) but then people are like oh i love your rants I'm like, I wish people, more people like outside of my bubble could hear this. Mm-hmm. So really having the podcast is, is, is a blessing because then now it's like I get to reach people that don't know me mm-hmm. and that will get to know me through my voice and having these tough, raw conversations with myself, with other individuals and putting my friends and people that I admire, uh, inspired to be like, also be put on to to mm-hmm. new people. So really it's just planting seeds. Like I'm a little like um, gardener, <laughs> but in a nutshell, that's what it is. Um, having my own epiphanies for myself and my own self-growth, but then also planting these seeds for everyone else that, that's listening and and just helping our community grow in a genuine way.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. And yeah, I always... I was laughing, I don't know if you guys can hear me laughing, because we are sharing the mic. (laughs) So it's like, I don't know if you guys can hear me, but when you mention expats, those people crack me up, because I don't, like, okay, soapbox. I don't think they truly realize the privilege they have to A, have a breakdown, B, give up their hard life, And I make quotation marks, right? And I get it. Some people probably work themselves to death. Three, be able to go live somewhere else. Four, have the funds to go do that. And then five, be okay just walking around on beach and sandals and have bills paid. And, you know, and it's like, I don't. So I always joke because like, so my husband's white and I'm like, you cannot do that. If you do that, I have to be like dead. Like you could do that after I die. That's not on brand for me, so don't do that. (laughs) But it's like, there's, um, I don't think they truly get that. And I do appreciate the ones that do try to learn from the locals. And like, let's say they want to be farmers or they're starting their business and really not just hiring locals, but like really learning how to like cultivate the land and just be, have a spiritual connection to land and really just try to like integrate. But the whole, like, expat thing, it's like expatriate is what it's supposed to stand for. Like, you could still come back to this country, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, but, so you always have a backup plan. While we make it here in the U.S., a lot of immigrants here, they don't have a backup plan. They left their country for economic reasons, for just environmental reasons. So they don't get to go there and come back if yeah. if puerto rico doesn't work out for you you could still come back even though it's not another country technically or if you go to like colombia you can still come back you know um but yeah or if you're an expat in like india i think during like the 70s everyone every like white lost person went to india to go find themselves or something so <laughs> yeah there's a lot of documentaries on that Okay, off my soapbox. All right, so we know what people are going to expect from you. I do like your rants; they are amazing. Um, so I guess where can people find you? And then, what we'll ended? What we'll ended here? Alrighty, I feel like my main platform is
1: Instagram. I, I feel like it's, it's like me in a social media aspect. Like I love taking photos, shot on an iPhone. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, um, but that was something that I was always, um, really, um, I always like honed in on like taking photos. In high school, I took like Photoshop, um, Photoshop classes and all that. So Instagram is kind of like my bread and butter. Um, our business one is at sintituloshop Shop, S I N T I T U L O, Shop S H O P, um. And then my personal one is la, L-A underscore irais, I-R-A-I-S. TikTok, honestly, did not mean for it to blow up, but it did. And how you know that I did not intend for it to blow up. I remember I got TikTok on like the down low and I didn't add any of my friends because I was embarrassed to have like TikTok because it was like that time that it's like, oh, only the young people have TikTok. And I am like a cusp generational person i guess like i'm like the last year of millennial Mm -hmm. so i didn't grow up with like i grew up with like dial up and like not having an iphone like i got an iphone in college um so but then people are like but you're 26 and you're born in 96 i'm like yes but like so you're right there yeah right
0: technically you were right there on the cut so you could be a young millennial Uh or or an old gen z or so decide what you want
1: so then with that i was like i'm never going to tell you when i have a tiktok (laughs) um so my name is literally my first and my last name and my last name is difficult so once again like i had no intention of ever giving out my tiktok username but it's irais so i-r-a-i-s and then my last name is tongue twister it's Elisaras. So it's E L I Z A R R A R A Z. Once again, I have to grow up with that name. So it's it's quite interesting. We'll maybe put in like the, the show notes or something. Yeah. <laughs> how to spell it. But um so that's um it it's my personal account, yes, but I primarily post uh about Cintitolo Traveling, I am a big traveler, um, especially in like Latin American countries and just really advocating for um, Latinas, Latinos, Latine to travel um, genuinely and just like the experience of that and have it be okay for us to be traveling and not feel guilty and not feel shameful. Um, so that's what I really hone in on on my TikTok Um but yeah, those are our two main ones. And then also above all, we have a website. It's called cintitoloshop.com. That is where you can find one, our e-commerce or our shop, um, our blog post. If anyone's interested and is based not only in Chicago, but I guess like anywhere, uh, we have like a volunteer form if people want to help out with our mental health discussions. It's called Fruits of My Labor. Um, and it has little bios on Myself and my sisters, um, contact us if you would like. Uh, but, yeah, that's kind of our our beehive is our website. So, yeah.
0: Thank you. And I don't know if you guys heard me laughing in the background, but, yes. Um, and all this information would definitely be in the show notes. And, of course, when we post this, we will tag you as well. Um, so, thank you so much. And we are so excited for this. All right. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Epiphiana Presents Relate and Elevate. You can find us anywhere as Epiphiana Mag. That is E-P-I-F-A-N-I-M-A-G. And we can't wait to see you out there on the internet. Have yourself a wonderful day.